Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all my Man Whore Con fan whores. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Woo! Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm only now just getting my voice back very late on Tuesday night because it was one hell of a fucking weekend. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm like just coming down from Man Whore Con space so to speak. It's kind of like subspace, but when you spend an amazing, beautiful, magical weekend with a bunch of listeners of a show that you work your ass off to put on every week for 183 weeks in a row. So, oh, hashtag all the feels. Gonna tell y'all so much more about Man Horicon in a little bit and, and how it went down. But first, let me say, hey, hi, how you doing? If you are new, to my program, if uh, this is your first time listening to the show, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. And this week on the show, we've got a blast from my past, Morgan. Morgan and I, uh, you know, we shared some time at my boarding school, Hyde, and I'm uh, going to talk more about it in a bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. Okay. Hey, Connecticut. What's up? This Saturday, October 14th, I'm going to be at Comics at Mohegan Sun on the uh, on the 4.30 show. It's an early show, but a fun show. Gives us plenty of time to like hang out afterwards, shoot some craps together. Then uh, Mentor Ohio, I'm going to be out by you November 8th at Toth's Place. And for more information on those show dates and more, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. And while you're over at manwhorepod.com, make sure you get on the mailing list, people. What are you doing? You're missing out on so much Manwhore Podcast news, giveaways, discount codes, and more. Just go to manwhorepod.com, sign up on the right-hand side. Also, put this one in your calendars, okay? In in your iCals, your G-Cals, your Cal-Cals. On a post-it note, put it up on the calendar that's hanging on uh, on your wall. October 26th, we are doing the... We are doing another Fan Whore Facebook Live Hangout at 3 p.m. Uh, this time we're going to be joined by my intern, Izzy, who has done so much fantastic work both with the podcast and helping to organize Man Whore Con. This is, uh, I know we typically do it on, on the last Wednesday of every month, but she's got class. So uh, we're going to be doing on Thursday, October 26th, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Put that down. And if you're worried you're going to miss it, go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. There's going to there's a little event you can RSVP to and, and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, well, I want to give a brief shout out right now to Aaron and Kevin over at RevelFurniture.com. Uh, I met Aaron and Kevin at the Sex Expo in Brooklyn several weeks ago. Didn't really get a chance to like give them a shout out. There's a lot of stuff to cover in the intros, but they were so cool. I was tweeting like I was like, you know, tweeting my time at the sex expo with all the fun, you know, weird sex toys and all the booths. And I said, hey, to my friends over at the Motor Bunny table. And I was sitting in one of the workshops and I got so, you know, this this account tweets at me, Revel Furniture. Be like, oh, my God, we missed you. Uh, we just stepped out for lunch. I'll be like, 
are you going to be back soon? Because like, I'd love to meet you if you're fans of the podcast. And they're like, oh my God, we would love to. So they came back and we linked up. And oh my God, one, can we just get this out of the way? Hot couple. Hot couple, wife's a babe. And uh, <laughs> there's a couple based out of California. They make sex furniture. They did not pay me to say any of this. I just found it fascinating. I looked at their website when I was waiting to meet up with them and their furniture, it's like sex furniture, but it doesn't look like sex furniture, you know, like it's sex furniture, but it looks like classy, nice, like living room pieces. And they're all custom made, custom designed. Uh, like they, you know, the dude, you know, he like he like builds them with his fucking man hands. So that's pretty cool. Uh, head on over to revelfurniture.com. Uh, their Twitter's at revelfurniture. Cool couple and really cool stuff. If you're looking to like upgrade your furniture game in your home, but you want to still like be kind of discreet. Uh, let's get to your emails, people. Before we talk about Manhorcon, I love reading your emails. This first one actually kind of has to do with Manhorcon a bit. This one comes from Maddie. She attended the Manor Podcast live show at the People's Improv Theater. It's, it's kind of how we ended the weekend, so, you know, for the most part. Uh, she just wanted. To, she wrote in and said, "Hey, fantastic show tonight. Had a long day and was coming from another show in Brooklyn, and I almost didn't come." So glad that I did. You picked a great group of gals and did awesome in a live on stage setting. Your crowd was also super friendly. Would definitely come again. And I think Andrea Allen and the ukulele woman might be a great tag team. Congrats. Oh, shit, Maddie. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that I got to see you there. Uh, I I don't think we got to uh, do a hug or a face-to-face hello, but I saw you in the crowd Thanks for coming out. Thanks for the kind words. And if you want to send me an email uh, with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, send them on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Andrea Allen was actually my first and second choice to do my very first live Manwhore podcast because her commentary throughout the whole show would have been fucking hilarious. Uh, but she had to go like do some stupid bonding thing with her father. But yeah, Andrea would be great on the show. I think her teamed up with Rachel Shank, who is is the ukulele woman, would be great as well. And I'm just I'm so glad that the live show was what it was. It wasn't even what I expected. You know, the, so I did my first live podcast on stage. You know, one stage, one man, four X's, and whoo, uh, those women handed my ass to me. It was awesome. I didn't expect to get like, I don't know, dominated by all of them. Um, But as soon as Rachel Shank, who's a comedian and a performer, she comes out to do a ukulele song, does a really funny love song about uh, the bodega cat at her local bodega. And then we talk, but it turns out she doesn't fucking remember anything. She's like, look, dude, I don't know. That was 2012. did, Did we go out more than once? I was like... We saw the Avengers on opening night. Who forgets? Everyone remembers where they were when they saw the Avengers and who they were with. Come on. Um, but it only added to the hilarity. And she's just also a super funny woman. So the show was set up where like a guest would come out. We would talk. Then they would slide down and stay on stage when the next guest came on. So they could always like interject, interrupt, uh, ask questions, give commentary, call bullshit, it's you know, etc. And then and that would keep happening. So by the end of it, all four are on stage at the same time. So 
Rachel was just hilarious. And then Lee, who you might remember from episode 14, she popped on. She was not happy with me. Um, Then we had on Emily from episode 74, the female cuckold. We kind of got to a good space with each other. Uh, I think we both had some things we wanted to finally vent. And it was really nice to work that out on stage. And then uh, my lovely friend Jennifer, who uh, does some Tantra work, who we've played around both at Hacienda and out. She came on to be the only one who didn't have anything negative to say about me, um, which was nice because by the you know by the fourth gal, I was like, oh, can someone just like say that I'm kind of a decent person? <laughs> and the crowd was, you know seems to have had a lot of fun. We did a lot of great giveaways with all the Manhorcon sponsors. Huge shout out to Wink. They sent me, <laughs> they sent me so much wine. They sent me too much wine. Um, in fact, that I'm finding excuses to drink wine. Like I had a Tinder date tonight where we went on the roof and drank wine and ate uh, really cheap cheese and crackers that she picked up at Key Foods. And you can get twenty dollars off your first month and support the Man Whore podcast if you sign up at trywink.com slash manwhore. That's uh, trywink, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C, dot com slash manwhore. Uh, all my sponsors were great. They gave us some really sweet swag for all the swag bags for Man Whore Con. We did giveaways. I mean, just it was a blast. The live show was dope as fuck. So thank you to everyone who attended. Thank you to my guests uh, for ag- for agreeing. Got more emails. Got more emails. Actually, this one's a text message. This actually this one comes from Roxanne. If you're of course you of course remember Roxanne. She was our uh, our test subject, our lucky lady on the oral. Se- she was our casting director for the oral sex auditions episode. She sent me a text uh, last week that I wanted to share with you all. This is of course about six weeks or so after we recorded the oral sex auditions. She said, so I thought you'd like this, but since doing our episode, I have not only become sexually happier, but also more open about what I did and prouder, less embarrassed and more empowered about my sexual positivity. Definitely going to work on a phenomenal thank you photo for you and your patrons. By the way, can we say again, how great was the oral sex auditions episode? That one is definitely up there with the happy ending massage episode. I got so many fucking emails, people being like, this is awesome. Can you arrange it for me? Can you hook me up with porno gym? <laughs> uh, and, and wasn't the oral sex auditions episode worth at least $1 on Patreon? Come on, people. Support your support your man whore here. Head on over to patreon.com slash man podcast. Throw down a buck, at least if not just one time before you cancel it right away. Just because you're like, Billy, you deserve a dollar for that oral sex episode. Come on. All right, let's uh let's talk about it. let's what let's talk about what with that. Let's talk about man whore con. If for some reason you have no idea what I'm talking about, I organized a two-day con, which is you know allegedly short for convention. Uh, for, for it was a two days of of whore hangs, of listener meetups, of really fun events for you know me and and you for those of you who attended. We did so many awesome stuff, and I had such a great group with me, and it's just. 
it was moving. I woke up after the first day. I woke up just crying. I literally cried in the shower, happy tears. Then I cried some sad tears because I'm still trying to get over my breakup with Paige, but uh, but cried ha- mostly happy tears of just I felt so I felt so loved, you know, and that's really fucking cool. So so like, what did we get up to? What what did we do at Manhorcon? Okay, um, first off, shout out to my sponsors of Manhorcon, uh, the Museum of Sex. Clona Willie, the Nookie Box, the movie Sex.com. They were fantastic contributing some awesome swag for the swag bag. Uh, of course, big ups, huge ups to my VIP sponsors, the Motor Bunny and Wink. Um, Wink is an awesome wine subscription service. If you want to try it out and get $20 off, you'll also be supporting the Manhor podcast by doing so. Head on over to trywink.com slash so what what did we do? Well, on day one, we did check in, and it was really fun. I actually took at a table in Union Square, had a sign that said Manhorcon, and like, yeah, that's where people are going to check in. But like, a ton of people came up being like, "What the fuck is Manhorcon?" Right? It's like that's not a sign you normally see, just like chilling in the park. And I was in this area of Union Square where it's mostly just chess players and backgammon players and protests. Like, that's all it is. You're not supposed to see anything. Anything that's not one of those three things, you got questions. You want to know. So just person after person came up to me, like police officers, old women. Everyone was like, hey, like, what is this? And I was like, oh, you know, I do this podcast and we're doing a a weekend of hangouts and and this is their check-in. But um, And I got to tell them about the show. And they were like all fascinated uh so even right th- just before the con even started i was i was having a blast because i was like talking to all these strangers about my podcast uh and then i met everyone in washington square park where we did a sexy scavenger hunt and uh, my intern and i you know we arranged uh, a really fun like hiding stuff around and different types of uh things people had to do with strangers so like Sometimes you were like giving people a lap dance to a stranger or you had to go, you know, find handcuffs and balloons. This was fun. Like I put balloons on there and I like we didn't plant balloons, but all of the teams came back with a balloon. <laughs> like how awesome is that? Uh, afterwards, we had like a really cool, like we nice little icebreakers and hot topics discussion and got to know each other a bit more and that was really fun then we went to the nsfw clubhouse in brooklyn uh nsfw is like this i don't even know how to describe it uh it's it's the new society for wellness which was founded by daniel saint you're gonna hear daniel on the podcast probably next month so you know he'll tell you more about it then but he gave a fantastic lecture on enthusiastic consent and it was so fun to like watch my group like learn about this which is something we talk about on the podcast a lot but for example one of the attendees really didn't know much about enthusiastic consent and so it was really fascinating to and she's she's in her mid-40s so it was fascinating to watch and you know mid-40s is not old but i'm just gonna say the it could but it's a phrase but it was fascinating to watch an old sex dog learn new sex tricks right like to learn that you can make asking for different types of sex sexy that in and how to do that it was it was really awesome and then we kind of like all hung out we vibed we drew dicks on the wall 
We talked about like how to incorporate cannabis in your sex life. Uh, later that evening, they saw me do some stand-up comedy at Niagara Bar. Shout out to Andrew Chavone who, uh, for booking me on the show. And then we went on a bar crawl, which is really where like fucking shit went down. And like the, these strangers stopped being strangers and started becoming best friends. Which is a which is a beautiful thing to do to know that your podcast brought together all these randos, right? Because it's not like groups of friends showed up. There were there were a couple of couples, right? There were two couples, and then everyone else was a single. So like everyone didn't know each other. But you know, I took them to McSorley's, which is like my favorite bar and location in all of New York City. Told them about like the history of New York City. I, I showed them cool shit on the walls. We drink beers. They all started nerding out about like man or podcast episodes that they like. This wasn't even like Billy was being self-indulgent said, oh, hey, guys, like what's your favorite episode? No, nah, they just did it on their own. And that's like that's so fucking cool. I'm uh, I'm already starting to get emotional. And I plan I wrote down on my little um, intro uh, <laughs> intro like breakdowns like, oh, first just do a rundown of events. Then you can cry. Again, people, I work really hard to put this out and, and between the the regular feed and the bonus episodes, I, I put out eight episodes every month. It's now my full-time job, which is literally a dream people have and basically and rarely ever accomplish. It's it's insanity. And so I'm watching all these strangers just bond and have fun. And they're buying me drinks and they're we're chugging beers and we're talking slut stuff and and this is also another cool thing. They're all talking about like, Billy, I, we know you would like to have more people, but we, you know, we had, we ended up having a group of nine. Uh, it was weird. We were supposed to have 15 and in, in the eight days leading up to Manorcon, people got sick, had work conflicts. Um, one person had like a, a, a passport issue. Uh, so they couldn't even get into the country to come. Uh, so uh, we had, you know, somebody woke up sick. One person just didn't even show up. So we ended up with nine. And But it was a great group of nine, you know, like a fantastic group. And they all said like, hey, we know you would probably want more people like for money purposes. But we like that it was small and intimate because we know it'll never be like that because. And this is this is the part that fascinated me. They said next year is going to be even bigger. Like they have oh god damn it fuck um they have confidence in me they have confidence in the show and i had to like work hard not to break down right there in mcsorley's they were like yeah no and and we all we want to come back maybe we can like come back a day early and hang out just together and and oh patches we want patches <laughs> that that was like a group consensus like we want patches to acknowledge that we were at the very first manhorcon you know where it all began and it was just it was awesome uh and and then i took them to a college bar of mine where i got assaulted by one of the bartenders then we went to stonewall Stonewall is like the most famous gay bar possibly in the country. Uh, definitely in New York City. It's actually where the it's actually the birth of the gay civil rights movements. There was a huge riot there in the 60s and and then that's where kind of the, the outrage truly fucking took shape. And now it's just a fucking fun ass bar and it was a Saturday night so there's a lot of dancing so I brought this group in, we rolled in and oh, shit got wild. People were dancing with each other. People were dancing with strangers. I got to make out with two very beautiful women. Uh, 
So that was nuts and mildly unexpected. What one listener lost her phone uh, while we were walking over. We called it like we had this like crazy adventure where like I'm I'm outside calling the phone. The guy actually picks up. He's like, look, I got, I'm, I'm here for Comic-Con. She can come up to Times Square and get her phone. She met him in Times Square to get her phone. And then they were going to take a cab back downtown because he was going the same direction. She convinced him to join us at Stonewall. And then he's like, yo, man, I had to meet this man whore guy who's throwing his own con. He's like, fuck the Comic-Con event. I want to join Manhorcon. So he joined us at Stonewall. Got, I got very nice and toasted. <laughs> and just like, I, I think I danced till 3 a.m. A blast, right? The next day, we had like a really chill meetup at this uh, this other college bar of, uh, from my NYU days called Professor Tom's. Uh, you know, there's football on the walls, but... You know, it's a very loose, like, stroll in when you're ready, eat some food, let's get over this hangover. We hung out, we talked, uh, one listener gave me, she made me, she gave me a present, she made me unicorn pillowcases, and they're cute as fuck. So if you want to see the unicorn pillowcases, uh, check my various social media, I'm gonna put them on there somewhere, um... Then I then I scored them to the Museum of Sex, which is a fascinating place in New York City. If you live here, go there. If you're visiting, get there when you get here. Really cool. Saw some awesome exhibits. Uh, saw stuff about the female gaze, about animal sex. Saw pictures of of lions doing each other. There was a there's one piece or uh, item. I, I don't know what you call the individual parts of one exhibit within a museum about like necrophiliac um gay necrophiliac duck rape and it was just how this like i guess the scientist happened to observe a duck flying into a window and dying and then this other duck went over and like proceeded to fuck the dead duck for like hours and the funniest part of it is it says the date it says on june 5th 1995 and June 5th is my birthday. So that was my sixth birthday. And I'm thinking, wow, like while this this duck was gay raping uh, a dead duck, I was like probably eating cake. So that was crazy. Then we had the Man Whore Podcast live show at the People's Improv Theater where I, like I said, got my ha- ass handed to me by four very amazing and brave women possibly burned a friendship with someone who um i very much value all for the sake of your entertainment so that was great then we had an after party where you know we got to chill out some shit got wild that's really none of your business who fucked who okay uh but we we had an after party at porno jim's apartment he played like some really fun awesome porn on a big screen like throughout the entire night and i think i left jim's at like four in the morning and I just had this amazing weekend and I was thinking like, I am like such a lucky motherfucker. Not only do I have loyal listeners who tune in every week, not only do I have y'all who are like, you know, tweet me on social media, send me your emails, all that stuff. Not only do I have over 130 members of my Patreon community giving me actual dollars to support the work that I'm doing. But I had 
nine amazing weirdos come out to New York City and hang out with me for a weekend. Someone's got to tell fifth grade Billy this because I, you know, back when it's like, look, dude, not only when you're an adult are you going to have friends, but like they're going to pay you to hang out with you for a whole weekend and they're going to make you feel so loved and so appreciated and so of value. So what I'm trying to say, people, is like if you need an ego boost, throw your own con, uh, I guess. I don't know. I mean, between what was said in McSorley's about what the Man Whore podcast meant to them and meant to their sex positivity, uh, one one of the guests actually didn't has never heard the show at the time. She was uh, she's the wife of one of the the fans, but she was coming out for it, and she said even just hanging out for one day. And guys, again, this is only on day one. She's like, only after the, even after this one day. I can tell how special this show is, and now I've got to listen to it because clearly there's something awesome here. Um, between just all the the hugs, yes, and some some of the kisses, um, even seeing like other fan whores hook up, you know, like you know, there's a lot of like making out amongst a lot of people. Uh, one couple brought home another listener. Uh, at the end, while we were at Stonewall, they decided to go back to their hotel room together. And like, that was great. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Like I'm facilitating awesome sluttiness. Like this is, this is great. It was a great weekend. And I cannot wait for ManhorCon 2018. Oh yeah. There's no chance that that doesn't happen. A hundred percent. That's going down. Which weekend that's going to be, I don't know yet. I, I, I'm still coming down, like I said, from this weekend. But expect a survey soon uh, so that you can have a say. You can have a voice in what next year's Man Con looks like and when it is. And and to all the people who came out for the inaugural Man Con, yes, you will get your goddamn patches if I see you again next year. We all we all shared a very special weekend together that I know I will never forget. And I hope you don't forget it either. Thank you so, so much for making me the luckiest guy in New York City on Columbus, the International Rapist Day weekend. <laughs> thank, thank you for that. All right. Okay. Let's... Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Okay. This week's guest, Morgan. I went to high school with Morgan. Uh, I went to high school with her for a couple years at my boarding school, the Hyde School. And I had such a crush on this girl. Oh, my gosh. Uh, As you'll hear later, uh, she was my Wiccan goddess. Whatever the fuck that meant to me when I was 16. Um nothing happened between us at Hyde as much as I would have liked it to. However, you know, some time later, I lucked out one afternoon when she was visiting New York City while I was at NYU, did some foolings around, and that and that was that. Nothing more ever came from it. But we happened to be in Austin, Texas at the same time. Yes, this was recorded quite some time ago. I've been rolling out these uh, these Austin slash San Francisco episodes for a while. 
But I think you're all really going to enjoy it. I think you're going to get a nice peek into the environment I was in when I was in high school. A little peek into what I was like as a nice guy before I became an asshole with a microphone. And uh, and I think you're going to get a sneak peek into toe sex. So everyone, uh, I do hope you all enjoy uh, my conversation with Morgan. Oh, I should also add, of course, this was recorded in June, so this is pre-breakup. So obviously you're going to hear a reference to me and Paige uh, being together, but that's because this was recorded in the past because the time-space continuum of podcasting is odd. Now let's get to the show. Feel free to interrupt. Don't feel free like you got feel like you gotta be a good guest. Um, you can like ask questions. I mean, there's no and rules. there's cursing and stuff because I curse like a sailor. Yes, it's cool. the man whore podcast. Why do I get that question so much? Because I mean, I understand that Esquire radio, didn't. You you can't curse, right? I mean, I understand Esquire didn't rate me as raunchy, which is weird because like I've had an orgasm on mic, but whatever. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, but I so I don't know everyone's just like, can I can I swear? I'd be like, yeah talking about orgies and butt stuff like yeah uh <laughs> like why the fuck wouldn't we <laughs> but Sorry, butt stuff makes me laugh every time the phrase or just the image or like butt stuff just butt stuff or butt hurt favorite phrase okay so the phrase of it not yeah. like actual butt stuff makes you laugh but no. saying the word butt, butt stuff yeah yeah i don't know i like butt stuff it's all encompassing it doesn't uh oh hairs uh. This is why I have my hair up all the time because my shed. Mm-hmm. But oh, all right. <laughs> all so, right. <clears throat> let's do it. Let's yeah. Let, let's do it right now. Okay. So we're on. Oh really? <laughs> oh, I forgot to say. Are you Morgan or do I use a fake name? Yeah, you can go with Morgan. There's okay. tons of Morgans in the world. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. But people are like, "Well, my name's Amanda," and I just feel like people are going to be able to recognize me as the Amanda. I'm like. You're not that special. The Amanda. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's tons of Morgans. Also, it's a my boy sister's comment. Morgan. It's yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Everyone has a Morgan in their life. So hopefully they're not picturing that Morgan because we might get weird. But uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, thanks for coming out and uh, and chatting with me. This is a nice like surprise uh, episode to get while I'm out here in Texas. I figured it'd be better hour compared to the three hours i'd have to drive in dc oh no i would have driven to you uh while, while i go get the other episode with our friend who i can't say the name of because she hasn't agreed if she's doing the show yet but <laughs> i don't know if she'll ever agree I, I think i could talk her into it it's just such a good story it might be it's such a funny story but i always view her as kind of prudish like outwardly but that's the thing so she's outwardly prudent but the girl like lured me to her home by lying to me about where it was just so she could get me in a a bedroom i had my own relationships with her so did you hook up with her yeah what yeah okay we're just gonna call it l for now but dude tell (laughs) wait wait what happened Um, when was this this was senior year so i i had been out because you were a year below me correct yes yes so you'd been gone i graduated and we were she was like my she helped me study because she was smarter than me, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, she was smarter than teachers. Yeah, I know. But she was helping me study, and we were in the girls' lounge, and we were sitting on the tables, and I remember just getting frustrated and putting my head on the table, and she was sitting on the table, and she started massaging my head, and I was just like, Would she get? Oh. She, did she like stand up and do one no, of these? No, she or? was sitting like, right, like yeah. right next to me, and I put my head like super close to her lap, and she started rubbing my head, and I was just like, I know where this is about to go. Like... 
I know this. And so I looked up, we started making out, and then I realized we're in the lounge. It's probably not the place to go. So we went into like a little room and just started hooking up. Like nothing super, it was pretty PG-13, but um, she knew what she was doing. I was like, I don't have to coach you or anything. Like, exactly. So she ain't that prudent. You know no. what I mean? She's also the first person to ever make me uh, come. Like I, that was the first time I ever came at the hands of anyone else. Oh. I'd like had things done to me. I'd had a couple like half blow jobs, but I'd never finished. Yeah. And she was the first one Did who she... like, she saw it through. <laughs> she saw it through. Did she do her weird hand thing? I don't even remember. She had like double jointed fingers. So her hand would go like outward the weird way. I can't imagine that helps for a hand job, but you know what? For fingering, I could see that maybe having some sort of use. Yeah. It was nice. It was yeah. nice. So I liked her. I thought she was really cute. Like we were good friends. So I was like, yeah, like I don't mind doing this. Yeah. So it was. So that's the thing. So I had Melissa on, right? Yeah. And so she's. I, I don't think she's into women. So she's talk. She was talking about maybe hooking, when she's drunk. Maybe. <laughs> uh, did you get? Wait, have you? No. Was, okay. No. <laughs> so it's like one thing when you're uh, like a heterosexual chick on like a co-ed boarding school campus. Yep. Because you're not dorming with the gender you're into yeah. so that's a whole it's not like you can but but if you're into women like you are you i mean so what was could you just hook up in dorm rooms just willy-nilly kind of easily right not really you gotta find them like but, <laughs> but like you could have them into your room yes whereas then like you couldn't just you couldn't have a i couldn't have a chick in my room not that i could have gotten a chick in my room but it's you know it's like yeah. you could you can do that i could do that uh it didn't happen i think i had more guys in my room How'd you sneak dudes in your room? Um, Melissa said that she like snuck in the Warren as well, uh, into into West Haver as well. And yeah. I'm just like, wait, how? It like th- there's many opportunities. Like it's not like there's someone searching for them, but like I felt like there were people walking around campus was, all the time. It was easier when the dorms were switched because the guys were on that first floor, so I snuck through windows all the time. With the uh, it was fun. <laughs> um, I lost my virginity in those dorms. Okay. Yeah. You lost. Wait. So, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Eighteen. I always. I don't know why I thought you were way more sexually experienced. No. No. I was definitely. Uh, you carried I, the I got confidence convinced. of it. <laughs> I got convinced by my senior class to lose my virginity before I went to college because they're like, "You'll be the only virgin in college," and I was like, "Is that true?" And they're like, "Yeah." Was that like part of senior meetings? Like, we're well, gonna have a concern <laughs> meeting for Morgan. It was. You're not banging enough, lady. It was, there were three virgins in our senior class and they're like, Morgan, you should not be at this point in your life. So I was like, okay. So lost to an Asian. I was very strategic. I was like, anyone I know. Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) snuck out. Like he was not amused by how amused I was. Cause like I met him in the night and I was trying to be all ninja, like cool about it. And he was just like just let's go let's just bang this out i was just like no 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 all through campus so he it was funny but i was strategic i was like i'm gonna lose it to an asian because rumors have it they're smaller it won't hurt as much and like da 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 so it was it was fine i don't i think people give a lot more to losing your virginity than they probably should i agree yeah people were like would give me shit about it except they weren't as supportive apparently as they were for you uh although kelsey tried to hook me up i ended up losing my virginity to kelsey's friend Ooh. but not until after i graduated uh 
I did end up hooking up. I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to lose it to her during spring break. I was supposed to lose it to her. Well, it's very interesting. This came up with this episode with this girl, Sarah, um, sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Um so during spring break, we, the girls' basketball team was like in the some like SCNE tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. So over spring break, they were playing in like New Haven or New. They were in New London. Okay. So Kelsey was dating her guy Hunt, and they were supposed to be at the game. Mm-hmm. Beaudry and myself were going to go to the game, and then Kelsey was going to bring two of her friends. She had a friend for me, uh, this girl who I later lose my virginity to. She had a, and she had a friend, a really cute blonde friend that she brought for Ryan. Well. Day of, Ryan decides he can't come, and, and the other girl who was set up for me woke up sick. So we kind of, I got paired with this other girl, and I'm a moron. I don't know <laughs> that I'm supposed to just hook up with people unless I'm told to. Okay. Like Kelsey said, you're going to hook up with my friend Gene. I'd be like, okay. That's so but funny. I was, I was not given instructions to hook up with Sarah, so I, I didn't make moves until we were watching, uh, I think, Out Cold back at Kelsey's, uh, I think, uh, at Hunt's place or Kelsey's place. And they left the room to go bang. And I'm just like on a couch with this girl. And I'm into the movie. So I'm like, I'm watching the movie. Yeah, sometimes the movie's more interesting. And this, uh, yeah, and this girl's just like, when's this guy going to fucking kiss me? So. Awkward. Yeah. But, but so on a boarding school campus, you know, we talked about dating on boarding school campus. Mm-hmm. So dating dudes, like they have this thing where you have to like sneak into windows. Yeah. But with women, like I said, you could just hook up in the dorm rooms. Yeah. I feel, also, the, I feel like the threshold is a little bit easier because like, you could have some enjoyable fingering mm-hmm. and it followed the campus rules. Yes. Because for people, this is true. people not aware, high school, you could do basically anything with your hands. Yeah. But you couldn't go into mouths, butts, or pussies. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was but like I was unexperienced at that time. So with like, women. With everything. Yeah. I'm, I that, know. this surprises me because like I said, you carried a confidence. Really? Okay. I mean, that's what I was initially attracted to. There was like mm. this confidence that you just had about you. It's like almost seductive confidence at the right at the ripe age of fifteen. No, when I when, when I came because I met you, I was sixteen and you yep. were fifteen. I yep. just want to clarify because I just said that you had a seductive confidence at the age of fifteen. Yes, <laughs> separate and myself. And all from that. I had done at that point was make out. Sure, and not even heavily make out. I was just like, boys have cooties still. So so let's let's like set the scene a little bit of like where where this at least began. Which was, I was interning your summer challenge. Summer challenge is like this orientation mm-hmm. program my, my boarding school did, uh, where you had to do like five weeks in the summer before you go to the school. I was like working it as a student mm-hmm. before my junior year, and you were year below me. And you were in my discovery group, which is like, just think of it as a group that you are with throughout this period. Oh. They also do like really in depth emotional seminars. Yeah. And I f- got huge crush on you Yay. like right away and I, okay. uh, and that's weird because i was like in an authoritarian position true so and, Which and would have been a bonus for you like i i like got people in authority i had a crush on like my art teacher who was like 60 but like i don't carry myself like an authoritative <laughs> person you know true like, i listen to you well, thank you. For the, yeah, for the most part, I listened to you. I think you were the only one that I probably did. I hated all the other teachers. Well, we weren't allowed to like do. They explicitly told us during like our our training oh, yeah. before y'all showed up. They it wasn't like hinted. They very explicitly said, "Do not hook up with the students. It's bad because you're employees right now." True. Um, 
But I, yeah, and I remember you telling me that like they encouraged you to go after me because they're like, no, but who's they? Like faculty, like biggest specifically. So they did no, 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 no faculty told me to go after you. Oh, really? Other students told me to. <laughs> okay, because I, th- I think like Ella, I think remember her, L vaguely. She the blonde. Yes, yes. That was a. He used to be like a a Connecticut Congress person, I think, really? and. You know, like, I guess I somehow let it slip to people that, like, I had a crush on you. And they were mm. like, you should go after her. And I was like, I'm not allowed. Remember what they told us? Don't do that. Right. But, like, I was writing you fucking, like, love poems. Oh, and yeah. It was just embarrassing. It was it was cute. They were terrible poems. What was it? Texan, vegetarian, Wiccan goddess was, like, one of the key, rememberable, like, lines that I was just like, Okay. Like, that's nice. (laughs) Wiccan goddess. Who the fuck was I? (laughs) You were a 16-year-old boy that was trying to impress a 15-year-old girl. So, which it was cute. And I I kept that for a very long time because, like, that was a sweet thing that I could look back and be like, oh, look, like, someone liked me. All the other things I kept were... Like knickknacks and stuff. I have a mm. broke up letter, a breaking up letter from uh, Matt. Matt, do you remember? I, I remember Matt. He wrote me a letter. The Bermudian? Yeah. Oh, I remember being jealous of that. Really? Oh, yeah, because well, that, was, that was, was right after the summer was, challenge. So I was just like, okay, well, now I'm technically allowed, but I still have no shot. Well, <laughs> looking back on that, he was a terrible kisser. So, And you cock block his first kiss with me. Like, hard. Vaguely remember this? Yeah, because we were in the gym. Everyone was in there for some reason. And then you were, like, right next to us, and we had to go outside. And then I remember making out with him and be like, I should have just let Billy, like, like Just let him this. watch. <laughs> let, let him just watch. watch. Let him just watch in the corner. That's fine. <laughs> no, we don't want to make you a corner. Oh, my favorite hide story. I would tell it again if I didn't already say it yeah. during the Melissa episode. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> go, Everyone go check out the episode, My Hide School Prom Dates. I don't yes. know what number it is, but like, it's a doozy. It has like all the, all the great... you giggles. It has giggles. all the greatest hits. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... Honestly, I was just... Back in that time, you're just dating whatever comes around. Mm-hmm. Like I had one serious boyfriend that was... Looking back on it, you're like, why did you do that, you stupid? Um, but And then junior year, I was just pining for someone else. So I didn't date. That's when people figured out that I liked girls. Because mm. they're like, who are you dating? And I'm like, no one. And they're like, everyone's dating. Like, why aren't you dating? And everyone assumed that I was gay at that point, which was hilarious. It was odd because I think Hyde was the first place I ever encountered someone who was openly gay. Really? Uh, you know, there were some of the, the chicks like Georgia mm-hmm. and there's like dudes like Theo. Oh. But this was the first place. And the thing that, about Hyde for me, at least, was that was the first place I encountered any sort of diversity. Yeah. Both like racially, sexual orientation, also income wise, like I, socioeconomically. I didn't like were I was meeting, living under a rock before. No, I was living in affluent Bergen County, New Jersey, oh. where we like have two black families. And one of them is now, you know, one of their sons happens to be a professional football player now. And nice. And then like we, you know, like I was meeting people who were taking out second and third mortgages on their homes to pay the tuition. Yeah. And I was like great. in a really privileged position where that was taken care of. I think Hyde was a little bit more 
openly like okay with diversity. Like at my old high school, I got bullied for being into girls. Mm-hmm. So going to Hyde, I was a little questioning whether I should be okay with being open about it. Um, like me and Elle were not. I think during our senior evaluation, like everyone that had hooked up with her, like rose their hand, and I was like, "I'm not rising. I'm not I'm looking around. Like I don't want to raise my hand. These yeah. are all dudes. I don't want to be the only." They all girl, have like, feedback. Yeah, I was just like, I don't want to be the only girl that's like, "Oh yeah, that's me too." Sorry, but it was kind of a weird moment in high school. Yeah. Did I have any? So when I when I explained that like I was into you, yeah. Any chance? Was there ever a hint of attraction? Yeah. I, well, the thing is, I can find anyone attractive. Like, you can find something attractive about something, someone. But it's, for me, I've always had a good idea of just because someone likes you doesn't mean it will work out long term. So well, I think like, we all know that one. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think everyone knows. That. I've seen people date just because they like each other. And it's like, but you guys have nothing. Oh, they like wrong. each other. I thought, yeah. you no, you said like just because someone likes you. Yeah. I was like, they, yeah, you don't have to date everyone who likes you. Yes. Uh, that would be um, exhausting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's just like, how many people like you, Billy? That you have to oh, do? not me. I was talking about oh. you. I don't know. if Me, they're... super unlikable. Oh, you... <laughs> um, no, I think there was probably a chance, but but this was the problem. And you're going to hate that I say, but you were a nice guy. And I, that's not what I was looking for at that time. I was trying to piss my parents off. I was trying to go exact opposite. Like, if you look at the track record of the people I was dating back then, it's bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. What is terrible, it about the bad cat. boy? Uh, this, is, this is such a common... There, there are dudes that are like... I have a, a faction of nice guy listeners. Mm-hmm. They're no longer in high school, but they were the nice guys in high school as yep. well. And they are so frustrated right now being like, why? why? <laughs> um, I think there's two factors to that, which is like the wanting to do something to piss your parents off because mm-hmm. I loved it. Like my parents tried so hard to be okay, but I knew it was digging at them and then there's the idea that like you want to fix that guy you're like i can change him my love will set him free and he'll become the perfect person and then you're like oh wait no that didn't work (laughs) and you're disappointed um there's a challenge in the relationship and i think if i had dated you it would have been too easy it would have yes. yeah, been would. easy. I would have been like, I want to do this. And you'd be like, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, let's I'd do fine. that. Yeah, whatever you want. That's yeah. fine. I just, just don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, you need that little bit of like mystery, at least at the beginning. A little pushback. Yeah. And you don't have to be a bad guy to no. be that pushback. You can be, and it can be as simple as just being a little bit selfish. Yes. I think it's important to be a little bit selfish and not be so desperate that you'll compromise your interests or Mm -hmm. your time or your self-respect yeah and you don't want someone up your butt the whole time like unless you're into that you know you're into that but like you don't want someone following you around like stuff but stuff (laughs) (laughs) sorry it still makes me laugh but i i think that that's kind of where it stopped with me i was just like my parents would love billy they them. would. They would. I was just parents like, typically love me. I know. And and even today, t- parents still love me despite me having this podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because if you explain it to them, like without meeting me, they go like, ooh. And then if you meet me, they go, like, oh, he's a nice guy. 
He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's just talking about weird things. That's okay. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, he's respectful. Uh, <laughs> like, like Paige's parents love me. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, parents have, I've had mix with parents. <laughs> they, they either love me or they're like, what's happening? Is it important to you that, uh, for you that your parents dig a partner of yours? Right now? Um, serious partners. Serious partners. I, I think they've come, I think they've come to terms realizing that I'm an adult and, um, they, they, if they don't like someone I've been with lately, they haven't said anything. Hmm. Um, but is that important to you to get the approval? Like for Paige, when, when I met her parents, it was important for her to like, she was like, she wanted them to like me. Yeah. Um, I think if my parents were like, there are so many red flags and at this point in my life, I've made so I've been in so many bad relationships. I'd probably question it and be like, "Okay, what are they seeing that I'm not, and should I reevaluate this?" So there is a little bit. But if they were like, "Eh," like in the middle, lukewarm about him, I'd be like, "Well, until they dislike him or like him, I'm not gonna do anything." Would you marry someone who they did not like? I know I just said the word marry, and you're like, "I wouldn't even do that." What are you talking about? Ah, yeah, uh, marriage. Um, substitute marriage with long-term Turn. life partner type thing um, you can have your little cute wiccan ceremony that doesn't involve <laughs> a legal document but yeah. you, uh, you you slaughter a cow and be like this is just what my religion says to do and okay we'll have another conversation of what you think wiccan is but um it i'm not see i live so far away with the or so far away that i don't think it would matter so much um and also being a single mom i think i'd be more concerned with that aspect than my parents' aspect. Sure, sure. Um, so what, did you ever grow out of the, like, wanting to piss your parents off with your partners or wanting the bad guy? Like, have you dated a nice guy or gal? I have dated a nice guy, um, but that turned out bad, too. Why um, that turned out bad? That turned uh, It was just, it was one of those relationships where it was really, really good, and then it got really, really bad quickly. Sure. We're, we're asking, how did it go really, really bad? It went really bad because, honestly, I think we moved in together too fast. Mm. And when you're like having to, like, it was like one week we weren't living together. It was perfect. And then we moved in and it was just like, obviously something has shifted. Um and it was both of our first serious relationships, so we weren't able to do that communication part. Mm -hmm. Like, and what were you all like, twenty two, twenty three type of thing? No, this was twenty five. This was about okay. two, three years ago. Uh, and we were on again, off again. That's that's my problem. I always like, there's always this open door policy for all my exes. Like, I've dated, there is yeah, like I've dated. So many of my uh -huh. ex-boyfriends, like several times, and I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like they they haven't changed. I haven't changed that much. But for some, like Brooks, I've dated three times. <laughs> I've dated three times over extensive. Like the last time, there was like a two year gap, and I was just like, what? What am I doing, dude? Like what? 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 In the moving in together, like was a red flag. You'd be like, oh, he takes his laptop when he poos. Like what? <laughs> um. I, I think it was just we, we didn't have as much time apart to miss each other. Hmm. Like, because we'd get done with classes, we'd be right there. Like, we'd walk each other, we'd eat meals together. Like, everything was together. And it's just like, breathing room became, like, non-existent. And uh, I think that's kind of the downfall 
of that mm. sex was still good up until like we stayed like what was it we weren't dating but for like a year after that we kept having sex with each other um just because physically we just didn't. because i hate your guts doesn't <laughs> count doesn't mean we can't keep fucking exactly i was just <laughs> like um it, and i think that was actually as long as our actual relationship just the fucking part <laughs> okay so what made it, what made it such good sex uh what's, what's your bag what's your deal what's my what deal? makes the sex what makes sex good for you as i take i start taking notes <laughs> as I no set like as long as you're spontaneous like it never got boring like mm. it was never like i feel like with some guys i've dated it's almost like a routine it's missionary to doggy to like done and it's just like well that was boring like for him it was just whatever came to our heads um and there were times where it was okay to just do missionary because we were both fucking lazy and tired so it was fine and Um, sometimes missionary can feel spontaneous there's still ways to make it feel exciting and a surprise yeah i think that novelty stuff is so important to keep Mm -hmm. any sort of sex life vibrant and alive is not falling into a routine even if your routine routine is by mainstream standards nuts like even if your routine is bending over getting spanked with like a dog collar on you still need to switch it up a bit right like sometimes maybe don't wear the dog collar sometimes yeah uh, there was was another ex-boyfriend that i got together and we were just together for the sex and we were like we will try anything once and try crazy and that got more maintained than like anything i was just like i feel like we're just forcing it at this point let's try something crazier than we did last time right to where it got to the point where i was like this may be a little weird for me so Uh, what what, how what what was the breaking point to make it too weird for me yeah uh when he wanted me (laughs) to dress up in a 50s house like wife outfit which actually was a pretty cool outfit wearing a strap on I was just like... That's kind of hot. That looks a little it, hot in my it, mind. Yeah, it w- but it, for me, I was just like, this might just be a little... Too- and, it, and the strap on, you don't see it, but it's kind of just tenting the yeah. dress. That's yeah. That looks hot to me right yeah, now. For, for some reason, it, but it didn't do anything for me personally. And I was just like, this is just a little too crazy for me. And I, I had a hint, hint that he may be gay. So I was just... Why'd like, you think... Wait, why? Because the strap on? Well, I, okay, so... Don't make me roll my eyes. Come on. No, um, I've actually dated quite a few gay guys. Oh, wait, did we talk about this at the Hyde thing? We might have talked about this. Yeah, how, like, you've been having a string of dudes who are gay. That are just gay. That's such, like, a college thing of, like, chick who just happens to accidentally date a bunch of gay guys. But as an adult, yeah, that's just a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Lemony Snicket. Yeah, no, I dated a gay guy at Hyde. Who again? Evan something or other. Who's there during summer challenge? Who's really good? He's friends. gay. Yeah. There's so many names to beep. I'm so. Do excited. you know how embarrassing it is to not know and be dating him, and then him to come out in front of the whole school and the whole school? I thought just... he came out as bisexual. No, he came out as gay. Oh. And everyone in just... front of the entire school, entire like a school the, meeting, the, the summer challenge. So everyone that was uh, there during summer chat and then like just see my friends slowly turn around to look at me and me just being like, not another one. But you know, I was like in the corner being like, yes, there's still a chance she's available again. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's okay. Like, honestly, so far the reasoning that they've dated me, I think is a compliment, but seems a little bit insulting. Yeah. They're like, if I was going to be with a girl, it would be with you. And I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> I think that's a compliment. I don't know. I think it has to do with your alpha female, your confident personality, the swag that you have of, of sorts. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Like I, I like said, that. it was, yeah, it's an attractive quality to have. Cool. At least as me, very much not a man type dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what swag did I have? But okay. I look back at high school and being like, I was a fucking mess. Like, I don't know what they're talking about, but. Well, I kind of lost the nice. Do, do I still come off as like nice guy or do I still, do I have a little bit of. You probably ha- you have on more. Me. Yeah. You have a little bit more. Ed- like, I guess it's opposite of rubbing the edges out. Like it's now you have a little bit of that. Hmm. But, like, the nice guy aspect is still there for you. Yeah, it's at the core. Yeah. But now you have... Like, I can pretend to be an asshole enough to uh, attract some women. Yeah, which apparently works, so... Well, let's fast forward through high school, at least for me. The reason you're even on this show is... So, I had this huge crush on you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work out. I'm too nice of a guy. (laughs) Then my... Freshman year? Sophomore. You going into your sophomore. Because I was going into my freshman year. Right. So you and a couple other high girls who had just graduated high school, you know, you you came up to visit New York. Yep. And we were all hanging out. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I guess, I I don't know how or why. I don't remember the particulars. But all I remember is being really happy that you came up to my dorm room with me. Yep. And I finally... uh, Let me do some more grandiose gesture. I finally got to make (laughs) out with Morgan... (laughs) <laughs> was it everything you dreamed uh i think in the moment it was yeah. i remember like putting my fist up in the air i do that anytime i hook up with like a high school crush hey oh uh judd nelson <laughs> at the end of breakfast club nice. but it, it, i think one of the things i'm remembering though as i've been preparing for this was that i don't remember you being that excited about it uh, like i feel like it would be- i think it was because okay so you were the that was, besides losing my virginity, that was the farthest that I'd gone since the night that I had lost my virginity to. What? Yeah. Oh. oh. So I didn't know what I was doing. New like, context. Yes. Wait, so you hadn't, like, you hadn't blown dudes or anything like no. that? No. Wow, okay. I'm telling you, like. Because we, we were in the room, and I remember, like, wanting to, like, take things further, and you seeming not into it. Because I just hadn't gotten, like, I was, like, literally me and Tiger, who I lost my virginity to, we had sex, like, three times awkwardly, because that's what you do um, when you're first getting into it, uh, and then nothing for, like, what was that, like, eight months or something? Okay. So, I was just like, oh, I still don't know what I'm doing. So, it didn't have to do with me. Pro- we weren't dating like yes but not you uh, no no yeah like, yeah. like it, it had to do with the fact that like i still didn't know what i was doing i was unprepared i knew like if you were some random guy i probably wouldn't have cared as much but i was like i know this person this person knows people i know like i don't want to embarrass myself so you so. were nervous about having bad sex with me yeah or in, anyone like, you any, knew the idea yeah. is like so that but that particular afternoon you were like i don't want to have like that i don't want to embarrass myself and like yeah. not be good at sex yeah because like I, I 
Boys it, talk, and I was just like, this is going to get back somehow. But such <laughs> a common concern people have is they people want, whether you're in high school, uh, college, or you're 50, nobody wants to be bad at sex. Yeah. I still, I'll get emails from people of all ages who like, they want to be good at sex. They're yeah. like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm just, and I never heard the phrase sex is like pizza to boys. Even if it's bad, it's good. So I didn't know. I was just like, yeah, yeah. If I'm bad, like the worst thing for a girl to do is have sex for a long period of time and the guy never comes. And like, and that's not even the worst thing because like I'm a big advocate for sex does not have to include a hard dick. It doesn't have to include anyone actually orgasming. It can be a really fun yeah. time. Like it just because the guy doesn't come doesn't mean it's a failure. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big fan of, of that line of thought. Yeah. But as a, what, 18, 19-year-old yeah. who's not sexually experienced, like, that's, like, the worst nightmare in the world. You're like, fuck, like, why am I not doing this right? Maybe I should have started younger, but... Well, I threw out as, like, a Hail Mary when it was like, okay, you didn't want to have sex, and then you didn't want to, like, do stuff with my dick. So then I was just, I threw out the Hail Mary. I was like, ah, this is what I would do when I, when I was, like, early sexually active, was I would throw out this thing. I'd just be like, ah, ah, I'll, I'll eat you out. Uh. <laughs> What? That was the first time that ever happened to me. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Now you're not gonna... even women? No. I, I I prefer going down on women. I like me, for some reason hey, that's just Me too. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason I think I do it better and I, I want to show off, I guess. Um Same. Yeah. It's yeah. just like let me let me show you what I have and then later in this relationship where and most of the girls I've hooked up with I, I love it. Uh, I don't turn anyone, but I like getting straight girls. Like, that's my goal in life. I'm just like, I have many V V cards in my back pocket of that. So mm -hmm. both men and women. I'm like, yes. Um, but yeah, so that was the first time that it happened. And I, and I still don't know what to do when people go down. I'm just like, do I like do like. Yeah, I was like, do oh I no, I'm pointing at the microphone oh, to like talk I was into like, it. do do I grab their their hair? Do I like just relax? Do I grab a beer and a magazine and start reading? Like, what do I do over here? Or D, all I mean, all are acceptable answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't. I I feel like if I don't like act more into it, then they're not going to think that I like what's going on downstairs. And I'm and like, you still feel this way? Yeah, because I still haven't met anyone that's like. Like blows my mind. It's nice. I like it. Keep doing what well, you're doing. Well, I'm just saying. Look, look. I have gotten a lot better in the last eight years. I just <laughs> want to say that. Uh, <laughs> was it eight years? Oh my god. That yeah. would have been the fall of 2008. Yeah. Wow. I'm old, <laughs> but um, more experience with age. It's fine wine. Um, but yeah, that was the first time that had happened, and I was nervous still and weird about it i think that didn't change for like another year or so so i got i got more awakened towards the end of my freshman year of college okay yeah uh did you have any thoughts when you left because like this was like a early this was like in the afternoon which is a weird time it's so weird hooking up with someone new in like when the sun's out yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and we had, I had to go like, I had yeah, that, to meet there was, up a, there was my, a time limit. Yeah, I was like, I had to go meet my and I just got my like lip pierced. So I knew my dad was going to kill me. So I was just like, there were a lot. And I, I think that was the first time like I got drunk um, or semi drunk or any type of alcohol in me. Um, so which in, doing that in New York City where there's so much happening, that's not the first place you want to start drinking. Um 
But yeah, so the idea of, hey, I have to meet up with my family soon. They're going to fucking kill me. Like, So whenever you're done down there, like when you feel like yeah, adequate. It's, just, it's always awkward, like the, because you got to go. So you got to put on your pit. There's no cuddle time. Mm-hmm. I would have liked some cuddle time. Yeah, with you. That would have been big, nice. Big believer in cuddle time. That would have been um, like the only way to make the, uh, the triumph of the high school crush better is yeah. I think at the core of a high school crush is you just want to cuddle and make out with that person, right? A high school crush isn't, yeah. I want to fuck this person high school crush is like i want to give them candy and then lie in bed and and kiss them and they tell me i'm wonderful that's see that's the good boy in you <laughs> i still do love cuddling i still love cuddling i still love making out yeah to the point that like one of my i like going to this thing it's a makeout party in new york city it's called lip service oh. so it's on orgy like you Catch can't your name you're not allowed to fuck there but really? it's just make it's like making out okay that's it's, interesting yeah and i love it uh, my girlfriend does not, so uh, we have not been in a while. But <laughs> I I enjoy that part because I'm like, oh, it's like my favorite. It's low pressure. Yeah. It's low key. They have professional cuddlers nowadays. They too. do. I think I have a listener who's a professional cuddler. If Michelle is listening, yeah, I would love like that. I kind of I'm like, what is that like? So just to have a stranger come over and cuddle with you, I feel like that would be interesting and. Well, you could hire one, then write a think piece on it because <laughs> yep. that seems to be the trend. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like I think back at my high school like crush, I'm like, yeah, that would be really great if I somehow got the satisfaction of being like, you, me, bed. We can even be clothed. I don't care. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, what could have been? Yeah. Uh, th- so were there any thoughts when you left? Like, Because again, this is some guy who, this like nice kid who had a crush on you yeah. and then all of a sudden like has tongue on your pussy and now you're going to go meet your parents. Yeah. Uh, Is there any other residual thoughts either that day or I, later on? I think went like, so after the rush of getting me to the train station and that ordeal, once I got on the bus, I was just like, I just did stuff with Billy Presida. Like, <laughs> okay, like that's interesting. Did not see that coming. Cause that was not like a, a game plan when I got to New York. I was just We hadn't like, been flirting and been saying like, no. oh, we should hook up when you yeah, get here. Exactly. There was none of that. Yeah, it was it was super random. And that was like the first also the first random hookup that I had had. And I was just like, okay, like is there going to be more of that in college? Because that was okay. I think I could do it. It was okay? That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. As far as 19, 18-year-old sexual encounters go, it was yeah, fine. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Like, that was, it was, it was sweet, not uncomfortable, because I think a few of my, like, one, like, one-night stands or whatever, I look back, I'm like, that was kind of uncomfortable. I don't know if I would have mm. redone that. Um, but it was, I think it was a good introductory to being more open to things like that what's so when you say like you just did stuff with billy persida i don't i tell me if i'm wrong i feel like that's a very purposeful statement of for someone who went to high school with me for a few years who knew me before i was able i was confident with women Mm. before this whole man whore podcast type of a thing yeah so for someone who knew me back then, the sentence isn't like, oh, I just did stuff with Billy Presida. I just did stuff with Billy Presida? <laughs> yeah, because you look back at like people you were friends in high school with that you just weren't like that wasn't a thought in the back of your head. But like, like, for, just... I think anyone would have thought that, not just you, yeah. because I was such a non-sexual entity. Yeah, yeah it's like it's it's. 
It's like doing something with a Ken doll. You're like, I didn't even know there was something down there. Like, I just wasn't even aware. <laughs> um, and, and there was the you acted on what you wanted. And that was something I was just like, I didn't think that he would have done that. Right. I, I honestly was almost thinking even if I go home with the, him, I'm just going to go to sleep. Like that. I, I think just, you kind of tried to at first. Maybe. <laughs> honestly. I think it started were, as cuddling that mm-hmm. I tried to escalate. Yeah. I, I could believe that. I'm looking back eight years. So. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, that that's kind of, I was just like, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's Billy. He's not going to make a move. And, and I certainly, I don't even know how to make a move. So my move is to give people massages and then that escalates usually. <laughs> that's my adult now move. That's your move. That's my move. You hear that, people? If you're with Morgan, starts giving you a massage, get the rubbers out. <laughs> get out of dental dam that no one ever uses because things are happening. Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's my move to do. It's a good move. I think it's a classic move. Yeah, because like, again, these listeners, like they, most of them, again, there aren't a lot of people I can talk to from the pre. I I, I kind of came into my own like at least being confident with women ish around like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. So there's not a lot of women to talk to from before then, and yeah. then not a lot of them will agree to do the show. Uh, so it's it's always interesting to talk to people who knew me from back then. Because yeah. these people listening right now, no, they just think, oh, Billy, there's all these crazy orgy stuff, and he's great with girls. And I'm like, uh, not no. really. <laughs> at at no. the core, I'm some like scared nice guy who <laughs> just doesn't want to bother someone's evening. Yeah, same. I think the same here. I just apparently got a little bit of a different rep. I didn't realize that I was exuding sexuality at that age. I, I always thought you were exuding just as, yeah, like I said, it was like a confidence. Yeah, no, I, I've had conversations with people that knew me back then. They're like, oh, we thought you were like having sex all the time. I was just like, what? why? Why would you think that? And they're like, I was just like, no, I would have talked about it. I would have been like, hey, look at here. Right. Like, what am I doing? But no, I, I was very inexperience in high school and i was the the like i don't know i lost like a good year and a half pining over someone so i didn't want to date i didn't want to like be with anyone i was just like yeah i'm just gonna do this hide thing and try to like pass my classes not be be under the radar Mm -hmm. because like my first relationship there was so high strung and like stressful i was just like i don't want to do this anymore and what about now what's your the dating life now i mean i know you said you're a mom and we're mm-hmm. gonna get into that in a minute but like maybe over the last you know year or two like are you similarly not well uh so um the last i've been moving so much it's just not a thought right now um the last person i was with was my baby's daddy and that was really yeah that long ago. My daughter's only six months, so... Six months plus nine months? That's like yeah. a year and a half, no bang, and almost... Yeah. I'm so sorry. I know. It's okay. Masturbation's a wonderful thing as well, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, yeah, so the la- that was the last person I was with, and that was a stressful, frowned-upon relationship. That it was. So yeah. you were work- You were working at Hyde. Yes. Hyde, again, being the, the boarding school we went to. I don't, yep. I don't know if I ever mentioned that uh during the show yet but you were working there Uh uh-huh 
and you had a relationship with not a student. Good job. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Which is a pattern for <laughs> for at least some male faculty up yeah. there sometimes. Yep. Ooh. But yeah, so he was another faculty, not student. Faculty. And why was that frowned upon? Because it's not like faculty members haven't been hooking up at Hyde for eons. Because he wasn't single. And that was frowned upon. Is he married or? No, 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 no. He was just dating this girl casually and she cray, 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 I guess. Was she also faculty? No, she was not affiliated with the school at all. Okay. Um, And so it was, I guess for us, we frowned upon it. I don't, like no one knew outside of us and my roommate and a few other key people that I told. Because I can't keep secrets. Okay. <laughs> to save my life, I can't so, keep So, I mean, uh, the only people who knew were like me, the guy, and the whole campus. So I- Yeah, and the whole campus. On, like, I didn't tell any kids, obviously. So, the student body was unaware but aware. So, so you raw dog some dude on campus and yeah. then ended up with, uh, with Pregos. Pregos, yeah. And what, ha- what was the fallout of that? Uh, he's a deadbeat dad, so... So he didn't want to be in the picture? No, no. Uh, we had talked about co-parenting, it seemed to work, and then him and his girlfriend discussed it, and now it's... Oh, so she stayed with him after finding out that he was cheating? Oh, yeah. Stayed with him after he got fired from Hyde, everything. So you both got fired from Hyde? No, I got fired from Hyde... For what I believe were unjust reasons, but whatever. What, what, what were the unjust reasons? Uh, I th- they they say it was because of money. They say it was because they needed more male staff. Um, but well, that's I don't think you're allowed to say we need more male. St- I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Well, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to also not tell you you're fired until the very last day. So. Um, there were a lot of sketchy behaviors. I saw Office Space. You can tell people that they're fired whenever. Yeah, but um, but it was it was it was just bad practice. Did you think that it was because of the baby? Yes. Yes. Did I you guess. confront them on that? Uh, I've thought about it. I've talked Be- to a lawyer, but it's because they would have what? Like you would have gone maternity leave. They have to pay you for while you were gone, or no? They would have had to tell the school that hey. So Morgan got knocked up by another faculty member. Like, well, I don't know if they got to tell him that. They can just yeah. be like, Morgan's pregnant yeah. and it's not your fucking business how or why. Yeah, but at the same time, it's 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 a small school. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, but I think that was too complicated for them, which I, I understand. It looks bad from an outsider's perspective. So, but it is what it is. And like, I am glad that because the school's closed it wouldn't have mattered in a year um he got fired later for hitting on students so oh no <laughs> yeah that was a trend that would happen way too often yep. time for the fan horror appreciation moment oh my uh you know this week's episode just has so much fan horror appreciation both in the intro and now and uh in the outro which i haven't recorded yet but i know i'm gonna say some thank yous uh, some more. <laughs> so uh, right now, this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my Patreon community. If you don't know what Patreon is, kind of like a monthly subscription service meets Kickstarter. You choose how much money you want to pledge each month. And depending on how much money you pledge, you get various types of rewards, including multiple bonus episodes, sometimes as many as dozens of bonus episodes of the Man Whore podcast. 
So, but I always like to show a little thanks. So right now I want to say, Johnny S, long time member. Thank you for all your support, buddy. Sarah M, the hottie in Halifax. Ooh, I like the way that one sounds. Hottie in Halifax. Hey, check out her podcast, The Intoxicated Podcast. But that's in talks like I-N-T-A-L-K, like in talk cicaded it's it's cute right uh and and shout out to to angie v oh i always love seeing you pop up in the instagram lives that i do from time to time you're always so nice to me and so complimentary hey um thank you all so much for your support and you too can join my fan whore community for as little as one dollar it's a fantastic way to support me and the work that I'm doing here with the Man Whore Podcast and a great way to gain access to additional bonus episodes. Become a member today by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast. But now let's get back to the show. The only sex that I ever got at Hyde was... Uh, the statutory rape law yeah! of Connecticut. I remember those. And I learned that from Matt Prater. Yes, a toe counts too. Yep. It would be once a year we'd have a male dorm meeting. <laughs> once a year we'd have a, a dorm meeting in the male dorm where Pam Birch, she comes in, she yep. explains the statutory rape law of, of Connecticut because every year a senior... I was there four years. Every year, a senior broke it with a freshman yep. specifically. Uh, I like that in a, in a weird gender equality way. I like that junior year was a female senior breaking it with a male student. Yeah. That was cool. Ooh. I was like, hey, you know, they can be uh, rape. They can they can be terrible people too. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, uh, women can break the law that way too. So, uh, but but I remember my freshman year, some kid Matt Prater raised his hand and he's just trying to be a jack. He's like, hey, Obis Berchi, can uh, what about what about like a toe? Because he's trying to say like what constitutes penetration. And he's like, wait, what about toe? And she's like, yes, Matt, also a toe. And then he and his gap tooth face shut up. So, so uh, I heard about towing. Um, towing? Towing oh, was a thing. Wait, at Hyde? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that happened during summer challenge. Um, wait, what do yeah. you spill? Uh, it was it was two students. I remember. I won't give names. Your your summer the, challenge? Yeah. Um, tell me now. I'll beat them. Oh frick! What was her name? She had. Um, big boobs? No, no, no. Um, no, well, you're you're signaling big boob. Kylie, Ky- Kyra. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and some other person, I can't remember who the guy was, but uh, over or under a lunch table outside. Wild lunch was, was happening. not very discreet. No, well, she was wearing a skirt. Yeah, but also like, how far is this dude's? How long is this dude's leg that he can reach under the seat and then also <laughs> penetrate? I don't know. It's not about that. It's not about that. Because watch, you're, you're here. Like the, <laughs> We're doing a demonstration. <laughs> uh, the, 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 basically, the closest I could get, you'd yeah. have to be like this close. We're we're caddy, We're like caddy cor- cornering a corner. Is this caddy corner? Yeah. I don't know what caddy corner is. Oh. I just like to say things. There's a corner. <laughs> we're, we're sitting. We're both sharing a corner. Yeah. If you're sitting like across from each other, like you'd have to Look, reach. I thought it was weird. I did not want details. She just said that was a thing. And I was just like, but... But that's gross. I'm like, they wa- like finger. You wash your hands. You like try to be semi nice about it. But toe, you're walking around like it's in your shoe. It's gross. It's sweaty. I don't. Also, like, like I don't know if anyone's seen. I have one funky big toe. Like nobody wants ugh. that inside them. Oh no. I've like not answered many a Craigslist ad where they're like, we need. <clears throat> it's like a we need a guy who like wants to get you know his feet sucked by whatever. And I'm like for money and because okay. I'll do a lot of things for money and. <laughs> 
I'm not above having a man pay me to like worship my feet, but I'm just, I just like know that my foot's not going to be good. Yeah. It's just, I, I got one funky toe that ooh. is not going to go well. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want that near me. Oh, gross. Oh my God. I can't believe people were towing. It's a thing. But, but, but that was, what, the, don't but that does not, does not break ethics, but it no. would count as statutory rape if they were the, too, yeah, uh, too young and too old. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, but that was the only sex that I ever got was, yeah. was that role. Yeah, I vaguely remember stuff like that and just... And each year they tried to phrase it a different way to make it sound better, but it was never uh-huh. sounded better. So so the, the so he got fired because he was hitting on students. You yeah. got fired for... Yeah. Um, did, was there ever... Was there ever con- so when you first found out you were pregnant, were you guys still banging? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, his, and his girlfriend still didn't know? Still didn't know, which... Was there talks of aborting? Was there ever, was that ever on the table in your mind? In my mind, no. But for the the girlfriend tried to convince me of that at of some point. Um, and, and he alluded to it, but never outright said it. And I was because you know why? Because we can't. Because you can't. Because we're can't. we can't. <laughs> yes, I believe that. Um, but yeah, no, it was never in my mind. I was just like, no, I'm old enough. I'm responsible enough. Like this. This isn't going to happen. Are you against abortion generally? No. no. Are you against you? Were you ever against you having a, were you one of those people who were like, I think everyone should have a right to have abortion, but I would never or. No, I think if it happened when I was younger, I wasn't ready. I wasn't financially stable. And I was a kid myself. Like it's, I think that that's in our choice. Like I don't see cells as a, a living thing yet. Um, and that's personal. It's my thought on it, but um at that age i was just like i'm old enough i'm responsible enough like i can get things at the time you were like i have a job i have to, a job as opposed to it's now it's not the <laughs> best paying but i have somewhere to live i have a job um i was uh, under the impression that i was gonna move up and then uh didn't and i think the most awkward thing was talking to the headmaster about it because he had approached me uh because somehow he found out in a weird uh I told a family. Is it, Bobby was the head. Mm-hmm. And and Morgan. Hey, I um I heard a thing. I heard a thing, and he he was like, "Do you want me to pull him in, and we'll have a conversation?" I was like, "Are you a mar- like what? No, I don't want to have a conversation. I I don't even want you to know. I haven't even told my dad yet. This right. is awkward. Um, but but yeah, it was it was a weird period that I can look back and be like, this will be a great story. Um. <laughs> I'll tell, I, I, I'll probably tell her a few joking things, make it seem lighter than it was. Sure. But uh, I get to tell her she was conceived on April Fool's, so she was a joke from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, cute. <laughs> I know. I think it is. Um, but yeah, so that that happened. It was weird. It was kind of weird on so many levels. Just bleh. Sure. So, but. And and now you're doing the single mama thing. Now I'm doing the single mama thing. So um, are you uh, dating doing this or just kind of like focusing on kid, finding a job? And- yeah, right now I'm so focused on her and and building a better life for her. Um, I think that when she gets a little bit older, that will be the perfect time if I try to start dating again. Um, where she can't really remember or like if it doesn't work out, she won't remember him. Uh, once she starts getting to more of a remembering stage i think that's going to be the tricky part of dating as a single mom because hmm. you like don't want to introduce someone that's only going to be there for like a month and be like oh it didn't work out again right so 
Do you think you'll like try to seriously date, or do you think you'll still like enjoy your your good old casual sex and try to? I think it's gonna be trick. I think that that would be nice um, to still enjoy the casual sex, um, but I think I think everyone Just comes get a hot babysitter, dude. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think that everyone put the comes kid with- to bed, then put me to bed. <laughs> Come on over, Crystal. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny! I worked with Crystal, um, <laughs> but I think that it will be different. It's just going to be different, and I think that that's something I'll probably have to learn as I go. Before it was just like, oh, if I have sex, it doesn't matter. Like, I can wake up late; it won't matter. But now it's going to be a little bit different because I have to like get up and take her to school and like go to a real nine to five type of job. So which has never been the case in the past. It's like, oh, I can just sleep with whoever I want on a random Wednesday. It doesn't matter. But Today's, today's Tuesday, everybody, <laughs> as we record this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that single momhood is still new for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I wasn't going to be having sex while I was pregnant. Why obviously? What are you talking about? Uh, we, I just had a... I, 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 this is going to come out months from when we record it, but I did an episode uh, with an old flame of mine, Jesse, who talked about loving having pregnant sex. As she like felt hot, she felt sexy, she was really? wet and wild. Uh, her I, tits got bigger. Yeah, my yeah. tits did get bigger. I, I actually hated being pregnant. So, like, I would... I, okay, the weirdest, like, sexual thing that I went through when I was pregnant is I fell in love with Louis C.K.'s voice, his stand-up. Why? I, he, I, he was funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was just, it was, uh, obviously, like, when I saw him, I was just, like, I'm not It's just, sure. you know, the way he says he hates his kids really yeah. makes me come. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know why, but, like, I loved listening to him. I was just like, I don't know why, but it was kind of getting me hot. Um, <laughs> But... I just, I was big. I, I did not feel sexy in the, the pregnant. Do you Coot- think part of that had to do with being single and had no one to remind you that you might right. be sexy? Like if you had like some, a man or woman around that you were seeing or sleeping with or something that just someone who was like, oh, you look so hot today. Cause like you were, you were on a camp. How, how, uh, by, like on your last day, like how pregnant were you then? Uh, Two, two and a half months. So, okay, not like super, not, sh- right. not showing. So, too but much. like, I feel like if you had someone around, not that you need to get outside validation, yeah. for some, but like, it's always I can, nice. I can, I can imagine it could be helpful if you had someone being like, oh, you look so hot today. Yeah, I think that would be nice. Um, but I also had mirrors and like, I probably would have sure. looked at myself and been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Um, but I, and I had people hit on me when I was pregnant, which I thought was the, weirdest thing in the world i was just I still like, want to i still haven't slept with a pregnant woman still really want to really what <sighs> is that like a thing i think that's a thing i don't have like a fetish for it i just find some women now some women do not look they don't wear do, pregnant well yeah. some women look fucking not even just hot some women look beautiful i could see pregnant that. so i'm like i'm all about that yeah I don't, I don't any think pregnant I would, women listening i you know hit me up hit um, me up yeah i don't know if i pulled off the pregnancy look super well do you have pictures of you pregnant? No, no. absolutely, absolutely not. Oh. You didn't do like a nice little photo shoot with you with the yeah, belly? Yeah, my, my sister tried to convince me into that. And I was just like, you know, no. She was just like, I love bikini mamas. I was just like, no, it's cold. I'm good. Don't know. It's not. <laughs> um, and, but and I didn't really start showing until like seven months. Sure, like sure. at my my job, people didn't pick up until I told them. And I was just like, yeah, I'm seven months pregnant. They're like. 
oh, we just thought you were kind of a little bit overweight. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's that's not. I'm usually thinner than this, but uh, so that was fun. That was a, a fun experience trying to tell people, no, I'm not fat. I'm just pregnant. Wow. Yeah, because they had met me when I was like six months in, so which was fun trying to get a job while you're pregnant. That's never fun. Um, but yeah, so pregnancy, trying to have sex wasn't my thing. Wasn't trying to do that. Were you masturbating while you were pregnant? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, it got a little trickier when you get a little bit heavier, but... Um, you got to get like a selfie stick to be able to extend yeah, around. Be like, just to- <laughs> trying, to, trying to get that point. Um, but... No, masturbation when you're pregnant um, has to happen. You got so much pent up energy. Easier, more difficult? Um, Easier to get off, harder to to get comfortably positioned. Right. So, but, and and found weirder things such as Louis C.K.'s voice hot. So... I do not understand that one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Me and him have our understanding now. <laughs> um, but yeah, but stuff like that was, I was just like, and I told my sister, I was like, did you ever, cause she's, she's a single mom as well. I was like, was that something that was for you? And she's just like, no, I just liked regular sex. I didn't listen to anyone's voice, you weirdo. Just like, <laughs> okay, never mind. Your then. kink is not my kink and that's okay. Except that one. <laughs> yeah, except for that. She's just like, no. And my sister was like trying to hook me up with people while I was pregnant. I was just like, I don't, I don't want I wish it. I had a sister like that. I had a sister who I tried to, uh, when I finally felt more comfortable talking to women in college, mm-hmm. I said, hey, Morgan, maybe you could send me on a blind date with one of your friends. She goes, I don't know, Billy. All my friends are like nines and tens. Ouch. Right? Ouch. I was like, fuck you. Grandma loves me more. well unfortunately that had an opposite effect with me and my brother because he is he's apparently a very attractive guy and twin right no no close right irish twins um but looks like me but male form um and so i don't picture that just give you an idea of the guy i'm crashing with picture your brother's does your brother still have like the longer yeah yeah picture his hair on him Uh, that's what was yeah well now i can't find him attractive um (laughs) but uh so my brother's a pretty attractive kid and my friends would be like hey can you hook me up with my your brother and i was like no he's like nine and you're like a six sorry wow (laughs) well they were trying to do it in a weird way and i don't like my friends trying to hit on my brother i was just like no it was just like that's get out of here. I'd rather you hook up with my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend than hook up with my brother. That's or weird. me. Like, yeah, <laughs> just be like, no, don't do that. Um, same thing with my sister. I'm just like, no, she's too good for you. Don't go away. I, I know what you guys do on your free time. It's weird and you're stupid. And my brother's way better than that. So <laughs> I have weird friends and I'm, I'm sure the ones that will hear this will know that. Yeah, that's true. Morgan. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so do you have any, like, Tips, words of wisdom for the nice guys out there. Let's say night, because like, will you would you hook up with a nice guy adult? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially now that like when you start wanting to settle down, I think you want the nice guy. But what if the nice guy is a nice guy, but also just wants to fuck? Like nice guys can also just want to just want to get it in. I think if you're honest about it, then yeah, but that actually will probably might might backfire on you because that's kind of a, a 
bad boy move. Uh, exactly, because it seemed like, oh, well, bad boys just fuck and nice guys sell down. And I was always like, I mean, yeah, it's nice if I connect with someone yeah. and I want to date them seriously, but I that doesn't mean I don't want to play around. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't mean I don't just want to s- some stranger to sit on my face and leave without speaking to me. Like, why can't I have that you too? Don't wanna, you don't want to bye 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 <laughs> bye. Um, no, I think that I think everyone has that aspect at some point in their life, um, and being honest about it i guess is the best way to go it but i don't know it's always tricky because mm. you can say hey all i want to do is bang and the girl can be like yeah that's all i want and then all of a sudden someone catches feels i think that's always been the case and in my experience is someone always catches the feels and ruins it mm. um but that's and how- that was usually me <laughs> in my in my past <laughs> you're just like i've caught feels um but i think when if you can admit it fast enough and be like hey we should probably end this before it ends explosively but i guess my only advice to the the nice guy is to to be that confident to make that first move Mm -hmm. because i think if you make that first move like you did you didn't think it was gonna but you'd be you might be pleasantly surprised and everybody nice guy bad boys hot chicks ugly they all get turned down and they always score like you will have the nights where you don't go home with someone and if you keep trying sooner or later you will probably end up going home with someone so that's that's my advice i guess yeah people <laughs> listen to me <laughs> this this nice guy was able to rough up his edges a bit and uh yeah. and look at me now <laughs> talking to the high school crush i actually uh was able to finally mm-hmm I'm still so surprised that that was the first time someone's gone down on you. I didn't want, I was just like shy about it. I was just like, no, it's my flower. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your flower needs to be tended to tended to. Yeah. I get that now. But back then I was just like flowers only for me to touch. Yeah. Rarely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, Morgan, thanks for coming and chatting with me. Thanks for, uh, let me feel better about that encounter. Because back then, I since then, I've, I've always thought <clears throat> that what occurred was more of like whatever the cunnilingus version of a pity fuck is. <laughs> like a sympathetic leg spread. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. That's nice. So that's what I'd always thought it's it was. It's always perspective. It's always mm-hmm. perspective um, and communication of what actually was happening. So, And, and my final question is, what the fuck happened after you gave me that weed when we had the hide closing ceremony? Because I don't remember what happened, and I woke up on a couch in Warren Hall. Wait, oh, recently? Did I yes, get weed? yeah. You, we were all drinking, and then you were like, "Ah, oh, someone's got weed." And I was like, well, "Let me impress Morgan because, like, you know, she, <laughs> you know, she still looks great." And then, uh, and then you gave me weed, and then I don't remember after that. But I woke up. Oh yeah, we did smoke weed. I wake up on a couch in Warren Hall, and I was staying in Warren Hall. I was 30 feet from my bed, but I fell asleep on a couch instead. Dude, should have made that. Well, I don't I don't know if you remember anything that happened after that because no, it's dude, all blur we were, to me. Yeah, we were just hanging out as a big group. I think that was probably the drunkest I've seen certain faculty. <laughs> when, oh, hold it higher. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, no, I have no idea what happened to you. I'm really I'm, I'm sorry if something <laughs> bad happened, <laughs> but 
that's what happens when you hang out with Morgan nowadays. It's just like you'll get weird weed that puts you asleep 30 feet away from your bed. Oh, man. Uh, well, Morgan, uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Thanks a lot for coming by. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Was that a fun little insight into boarding school life? Uh, to, to hear a little bit more about a teenage Billy Presida. A sappy Billy Presida. Well, I well I guess I'm still pretty sappy, so I don't know how much that changes. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, give me a shout out on the social media. Let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyPresida. I got this tweet from at Elizabeth Don Yee. Just started listening to your podcast I'm a little bit behind, but I'm already a huge fan. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate your support and your downloads. If you want to say something to me one-on-one, maybe use more than 140 characters, shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your boobies at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Become a member of my Patreon community to support me and the work that I'm doing. Membership begins at just $1. And let me tell you something, that $1 counts like a whole lot. I know how many, you know, listeners I've got, so, you know, roughly. And if every single one of you pledged $1, I would be so set. I could maybe even afford to buy my intern lunch. Visit patreon.com slash podcast to gain access to all sorts of bonus episodes and fun rewards. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Wink is the wine subscription service you didn't know that you needed. Do you like wine, but do you not know how to pick it out? Let Wink do that work for you. You take Wink's online, uh, call it like a wine personality test. You answer some questions and they will hand select the type of wine for your palate. They provided a oh, a shitload of wine for Manhorcon, which I am still drink. I actually drank a whole bottle of wine uh, during a Tinder date upstairs on my roof. It was very, very nice and it ended well. Wink is offering a special deal to my listeners. $20 off your first month of Wink when you use the promo code Manhor when you sign up. Visit trywink.com and use the promo code MANHORE. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this week's show. Uh, thank you for indulging me in my in my sappy rundown of uh, of Manhor Con. Jesus Christ, that it just it's a special thing, and I look so forward to next year's con. And I hope I will see many more of you there. But until next week's show, y'all stay slutty. <laughs>